It's Monday, April 3rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from Oakland, where the Guardians are set to open a three-game series against the Athletics tonight. Uh, Hoynesy, uh, 3-1 and one on the trip to Seattle. Uh, pretty much uh, everything we had uh, hoped the Guardians would be able to do uh, coming out of that uh, series with, uh, with three wins. Yeah, Joe, uh, just a great way to start the season, you know, against a good ball club, a ball club that really, you know, took their measure last year. In seven games, Cleveland lost six to Seattle, and uh, they kind of turned the tables on them, you know, in this four-game series. And Seattle, after this trip ends, is coming right back to Cleveland to open the uh, regular season. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting second look at the Mariners. Got the uh, got the feeling, got the sensation uh, like we had back in September of last year where, you know, even when they fell behind uh, in those games, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, uh, that, you know, there was never really uh, a loss of confidence or anything like that. Uh, this team, like they did late in the season, they they are finding ways to win. Yeah, Joe, you, you look, think about those stats from last year that you were mentioning. 29 wins in their last at bat. They they've already they're already got one this year. Uh, 12 wins after the seventh inning. Uh, you know, so I think what they've got one at least one right uh, from them, yeah. that four game series. 13 and six in extra innings. They're one and zero in extra innings, and you know 40 come from behind wins. So you know they they've taken up right where they left off last season with that you know aggressive contact first. You know being, you know, really running the base as well and, uh, you know, just putting the pressure on other teams late in the game. Yeah, Sunday's win, a, a really good example uh, in a couple of areas. Uh, they were able to, like you said, keep pressure on late in the game. Uh, the Josh Naylor at bat with the bases loaded, you know, he doesn't get all all of it, but he, he makes uh, Cal Raleigh have to make a play and uh, Raleigh throws the ball away. The, the Guardians score a couple of runs. But also the the bullpen uh, matchup uh, against one of the better bullpens in the American League. Uh, they went head to head with them over that uh, uh, four game series, and, and really Cleveland's bullpen got the better of them. Yeah, Joe, and they used everybody. You know, it was really interesting the way Francona used used that pen. You know, Sunday he didn't go with uh, Karinchak or 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 uh, you know Class A. He goes with uh, you know the rookie Tim Heron, Nick Sandlin. You know, Eli Morgan, Aniel De Los Santos, and then Trevor Stefan comes in, gets the save in the 10th, uh, you know, after, you know, Class A had pitched two days in a row. And, uh, you know, Karinchek had pitched two of the first three games in the series. So, uh, you know, like you wrote today, uh, you know, that really kind of bolsters the rest of the bullpen, you know, th that it gives Tito options to go, you know, to go to when – you know, Class A and 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 Karen Check and his you know his his main setup guys you know have been probably you know maybe overworked. Yeah, and and like Tito said, it gives them confidence that you know just because Class A and Karen Check aren't available that day, you know somebody else is going to step up and come through, and that's what happened uh, yesterday, particularly with Tim Heron. We'll get to him in a second, uh, but also you talk about uh, not using Class A, uh, not w being willing to go to. Uh, class A, when it's really, really tempting there in that 10th inning, uh, you've got your all-star closer is a, a shutdown guy. Uh, you don't go to him because you don't want to pitch him three days in a row this early in the season. You saw how, how many uh, games he pitched last year, led the majors in appearances, 
And and it's probably pretty smart to not try to just, you know, run him into the ground, uh, you know, four games into the season. Yeah, Joe, you know, uh, Francona had said earlier that, you know, just uh, just because the regular season started, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, we weren't in spring training seven days ago, that these guys weren't in spring training seven days ago. So you have to be smart with the way you handle the pen. And you can't, you know, like you said, jump on these guys back right away and, and you know, maybe, you know, gas them for, you know, for, a, you know, a week or two or, you know, like the the following three or four or five uh, appearances. So you got to be smart. You got to be careful. And, you know, this pen proved it that, you know, it was, it was deep last year and it's proven it again, uh, you know, this time around, at least in the first four games of the season. Well, you want to talk about gassing him. Let's talk about uh, 96 miles an hour average fastball for uh, for the rookie, the young guy, uh, Tim Heron, coming out of the pen for his first major league uh, appearance, his major league debut. He comes out and all he does is strike out four guys in a row. Every guy he faced uh, showed a wipeout slider, uh, really good command of it. Uh, I believe he threw it, what, six times and got uh, five swings and misses on it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Tim Heron. We knew that that Tito had him on the radar, you know, back in in spring training last year. But this is really, uh, you know, what they had hoped uh, he would be because they needed it for uh, Sam Hentges being on the on the injured list. Uh, Tim Heron comes in, gives him that power arm from the left hand side. Uh, I don't know if he can sustain this kind of pace, but uh, certainly is really nice to see uh, Tim Heron coming out and performing the way he did in his major league debut. Yeah, Joe, you know, he had a, you know, he had a decent spring, you know, for his first uh, big league camp. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he gave up some hits early, but then, he, you know, he started to come on and the later camp went, you saw, you know, the velocity, you saw the, you know, that good slider, you know, they wanted him to throw his fastball more, you know, the, the deeper he got into spring training. But I think he, he went mainly with his slider yesterday. He said, you know, I went with my strength. He he said he didn't uh he wasn't overburdened. He didn't overburden himself with the scouting reports. He just said if you get out there, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, use my best stuff, my best pitches, and they certainly work because it looked uh, you know the Mariners, Joe. They didn't. It looked like they they well they hadn't seen him before probably, but it, they they looked like they didn't know what hit him when in those four strikeouts. Yeah, uh, striking out Julio Rodriguez uh, there to end the uh, the sixth, probably uh, you know one of the the nice little feathers in in Tim Heron's cap, uh, and something he can he can sort of build off of and and have a little confidence going into uh, his next appearance. Hopefully, we get to see a little bit more of him uh, this this week against Oakland. Uh, obviously, uh, there should be several opportunities there. Uh, let's go back and and just talk uh, for a minute after. Uh, the opening night shutout uh, at the hands of the the Mariners, uh, the uh, Guardians' offense really sort of clicked and 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 figured out ways to to get runs across uh, in in multiple different ways. You had home runs from from Josh Naylor uh, and um, Andres Jimenez, and uh, then on Sunday you had uh, three extra base hits coming out of the catcher position, something we haven't seen in, a, in quite a long time for the for Cleveland. Yeah, Joe, uh, Zanino, go, Zanino goes three for three, uh, three-run homer in the second, and doubles, leadoff doubles in the uh, fifth and the seventh inning. And, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Guardians, re- you know, researched uh, last time when 
uh, you know, a, a Cleveland catcher had three extra base hits in one game, and you had to go back almost a decade till uh, till uh, you know Carlos Santana had three extra base hits in a game in an April game against uh, against the Rays in 2013. So it's been a while, and uh, you know Zanino is is you know he's he's come as kind of advertised. He's kind of a you know big. He's a uh, you know power hitter. You know doesn't make a lot of contact. But he, you know, when he gets hot, he can uh, he can really kind of you know drive the ball, and he did uh, yesterday, and uh, you know it was good to see. You know, it, I mean that that was one of the reasons they signed him, you know, to add some pop to this offense, to add some power to this offense. Yeah, and uh, you know one thing that really stood out uh, as, as far as you know, uh, you know, not at the plate but behind the plate, uh, was that he he did struggle a little bit blocking balls in the dirt, and, and Tito said that uh, there's there's you give him a little more time, you know, the weather and, and things like that weren't, weren't great in Seattle, but uh, Tito didn't seem too, too worried right now uh, about uh, Zanino defensively. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's 32. He missed most of last season with that, you know, surgery on his left arm. I think he only played 30, 33 games. Uh, and, you know, he, he looks, he looks rusty, Joe. He looks, and he's, you know, he's learning a new staff. Uh, you kind of, you know, he had all spring. Yes. But, you know, now the games count. So it's a little different, a little different action on a lot of these guys pitches. So I think, you know, they're, they're waiting patiently. They're trying to be patient with them. You know, I think Joe, you know, over the last, what, 10, uh, you know, eight, nine, 10 years, you know, we've really, uh, Cleveland fans have really been spoiled. I mean, they haven't seen a great offense from their catchers, but they really have seen, you know, really good defense uh you know uh uh Carl, uh Perez Roberto Perez two gold gloves controlled the running game you know uh Hedges Austin Hedges did a great job the couple years he was here Luke Maley you know really uh, played well behind the plate they didn't do much offensively but you know you 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 didn't notice them defensively and that's that's the key for a good starting catcher yeah, Roberto Perez goes an entire season without a pass ball uh, the one year and, and you know, wins all sorts of accolades. Uh, I think uh, you're right. It, it, it is possible for us to sort of uh, take for granted how good defensively the uh, the Guardians catchers have been. And and also, you know, we got we have to mention it, he's he's working with uh, uh, Sandy Alomar, who's probably one of the, the best catcher uh, position coaches in all of baseball. So uh, I, I'm sure there will be some improvement uh, during the season as as Zanino settles in. All right. Uh, offensively, just looking at the leaderboard right now, uh, you know, four hits apiece for Andres Jimenez, Stephen Kwan, Jose Ramirez, and Ahmed Rosario. So uh, really the top of that lineup, uh, really doing the job getting on base and, uh, and, and collecting hits. Uh, but I want to look at the, the, the RBI totals. It's, uh, it's Stephen Kwan with six RBIs already through four games. Uh, you know, his first four games last season, I guess it should come as no surprise that that he's out of the gate quickly at the plate. But, uh, you know, Quan uh, definitely looking, uh, you know, pretty solid early on. The only the only troubling number right now, uh, four strikeouts for Quan. Uh, but that could also be because of his approach and, and just wanting to see more pitches and 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 have uh, longer, deeper at bats uh, to help his teammates out. Yeah, Joe, he has the big game uh, Friday night, drives in five runs in a 9-4 to win 
uh, just kind of took over that game from the leadoff spot. Really impressive, you know, a sacrifice fly, a, a two-run double, and a two-run single. You know, when they really, you know, they needed to uh, kind of uh, bounce back after that three-to-nothing loss in the opener on Thursday. And uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to watch Quan this year. Um, you know, he still has that discipline, that plate discipline, but I think they want him to take a few more chances offensively, Joe, swinging the bat, maybe, you know, on maybe a pitch out of the strike zone or so, just to uh, see, uh, you know, what damage he can do. Yeah, a little bit more of an aggressive approach, uh, Stephen Kwan, uh, maybe Miles Straw as well, uh, could could pay off for, for these guys. I also wanted to mention Josh Bell. Uh, he's only got one hit so far uh, on the season in 12 at-bats, but uh, six walks, is uh, it, that's a pretty nice number, too. Uh, to just see the guys getting on base uh, in front of and behind uh, Jose Ramirez because you know that over the long run, uh, that's going to work out pretty well. Yeah, he is really, you know, he's been very, very patient. You know, they haven't they haven't been pitching to him, and he's been taking those walks, and it's got to be, I'm sure it's, it's got to be fr- a little bit frustrating to him. You know, he wants to swing the bat. He wants to drive in runs, but, you know, he's, he's passing the baton, and, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes it, that's part of the reason, uh, you know, Cleveland has been successful on offense. So, you know, going back to the last season. Uh, as far as the pitching side of things goes, uh, the the bullpen again uh, really did uh, the, the the majority of the the work. But uh, you have to mention Aaron Savali uh, and the effort that he gave on uh, Saturday. Uh, he goes seven uh, seven innings, uh, seven scoreless innings, uh, gives up two hits. Uh, one walk and, you know, only what he only strikes out three, but, you know, he put that, uh, he put that game on Saturday uh, in, in a position for, for Cleveland to come out and win that game. Yeah, he was dominating Joe. He just, uh, you know, he, he uses cut fastball. He's got like seven or eight pitches that he uses. He only used five of them uh, 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 Saturday night, um, you know, and just, uh, you know, was really, really good. He, what he gives up a single to, to Julio Rodriguez to start the game and then basically, you know, shuts down a, a very, very good offense. And he was doing it, you know, kind of below the hitting speed. I think he only averaged 89 miles an hour. Uh, but, you know, he used he was using all his pitches. He was locating. It was uh, it was it was, you know, kind of vintage Savali. It was like the Savali we watched in 2021 before he hurt his finger and had to go on the injured list for two months. I want to talk about uh, unsung heroes of that bullpen. Uh, Angel De Los Santos, three appearances, two and two thirds innings, uh, did not allow a run, uh, only gave up, uh, didn't allow a hit, didn't allow, uh, and only gave up one base runner, one walk, uh, three strikeouts. Uh, he's got a 0.38 whip right now, uh, and and really this is a guy who I, I think you could you could probably you know say that last season. Uh, came out of nowhere and and really solidified uh, that bullpen in a lot of ways. Uh, and he's he's back doing the same thing again this year. And uh, the confidence level right now has to be super high with Angel De Los Santos. Yeah, dominating performance uh, Sunday uh, comes in in the ninth inning. You know when Class A and Karen Check aren't available. You know retires 
retires uh, the side in order, you gets a pitch clock violation called against him. He's listening to the crowd, count it down, you know, nine, nine, eight, seven, six. I mean, those guys were loud, Joe. And he just kind of plowed right through that, those three guys he faced and gave, uh, you know, Stefan, uh, Trevor Stefan, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of a boost to, uh, to do the same thing. But once, uh, uh, you know, De Los Santos into the ninth inning, uh, this, the game was basically over because, you know, uh, they just the crowd. They, he he took he took the noise out of the crowd. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was fun to watch and and you know fun to sort of uh, follow these these guys in the bullpen and and how they they've been able to sort of come together uh, so quickly. And now last year, you know, at this time we didn't know what the Guardians were going to have in the bullpen, and now it's it's probably one of the the most dominating groups in in the American League. Yeah, Joe, you know, they always say, you know, bullpens are volatile, you know, that you from one one from one season to the next, you know, guys aren't the same because, you know, they might have got overused the previous year, but so far out of the gate, uh, you know, this pen looks as good as it was last year. Maybe maybe a little better and a little deeper, Joe, with a little more experience. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to see what a, another year under the the belt for uh, Stefan with that contract in his back pocket, uh, going out there and pitching with confidence. Uh, uh, I think that was his fifth career save in seven opportunities, and and like you said, uh, when when Karinchak and Class A aren't available, uh, he's as good an option as as they'll have uh, all year. All right, let's look ahead uh, to this the remainder of uh, this road trip, uh, the series that opens tonight against Oakland. Uh, Zach Plesak on the mound and, uh, his last couple of outings, uh, in spring training, a little, uh, a little up and down, but, uh, you know, he, he showed, uh, you know, the, the potential to go out there and especially against this Oakland team, maybe, maybe put some zeros on the board. Yeah, Joey, you know, he's, his last start was a simulated game in the, in the you know, minor leagues. He stayed back last Wednesday after the team broke camp in Arizona through like eight innings, said everything went well. So he is primed and ready for uh, tonight's start. Uh, he had a no decision against the A's last year, six innings. Pitch pretty well against them, so uh, you know I, I I would think you know if momentum has anything to do with this, you know Zach uh, will pitch pretty well against you know really a team you know the A's we we don't know a whole lot about the A's because that's you know they, they you know they're a young young team just like Cleveland and uh, so it's there's they're kind of a mystery team as well. Yeah, and then uh, Tuesday you get Shane Bieber against Oakland, and uh, all Bieber did in his first outing of the season was go uh, six scoreless against uh, a Mariners offense. It's pretty good. Yeah, Bieber was uh, excellent in the opener, you know, his fourth straight opener, uh, season opener. Uh, it's a shame, uh, you know, they, the offense just couldn't do anything against Luis Castillo. You know, uh, but uh, Bieber was, you know, he was on the ropes a lot, Joe. He was like... <laughs> He stranded like, you know, they went, I think they went 0 for 8 against, with runners. He stranded like four guys at third base in six innings. And I think, you know, they went maybe 0 for 8 with runners and scoring against him, you know, uh, against him. He gives up six hits, you know, so there was some traffic. He doesn't walk anybody. Three strikeouts. Uh, just, uh, you know, it's a shame he didn't get the decision. 
but you know he certainly he certainly pitched well. He certainly you know saw a lot of a lot of batters and he you know pitched in and out of trouble. So if he was you know looking to uh, you know test his emergency pitches, he did he did all of that. Yeah, one start last season against Oakland for Bieber, uh, and he went seven innings, uh, allowed one run on seven hits, but struck out seven uh, out there in Oakland. So uh, he's comfortable. Uh, that's it's also a homecoming uh, for Stephen Kwan, obviously uh, from that area. Uh, should have a lot of fans in the stands uh, uh, cheering him on. Uh, and then you get Hunter Gaddis on the uh, on the the last game of the uh, the series, the getaway game uh, on Wednesday before they head home for. Uh, the home opener. Yeah, Gaddis. This will be his second start, Joe. He was, you know, kind of in and out on, uh, you know, uh, on Friday night, a, a game they won. You know, he only, but he only lasted three and two thirds, five hits, four four earned runs, one walk, four Ks. Um, you know, he it was a, it, you know, he just uh, he looked like a guy, you know, kind of feeling his way. But it, you know, it was better than his last two starts, his first two starts in the big leagues last year. So that's a step in the right direction. I think he's got a little more confidence this year, Joe. You know, he really pitched well in spring training out of the bullpen, especially. So, you know, I think he's got to make some adjustments. But, you know, I I think, uh, you know, he stays in a rotation here for a while, don't you? Yeah, I I agree. I think they're going to ride him uh, as long as they can. And and until, uh, you know, he either uh, shows them that he he belongs there or, uh, you know, another option becomes available. All right, Hoynes, that's going to wrap up today's edition. We'll be back uh, tomorrow morning to talk. Uh, about the series opener and uh, we'll talk to you then on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.